0: Mrs. Royce, also, would you write down, please, a family friend of ours? It's got some real problems in their family, and I want us just to remember them, keep them before the Lord in prayer, please, because they're going through a very hard time. And then another one, I I I got a real blessing. Young man called me uh, twice now, yesterday and today, and uh, he said I'm. I just found out you on YouTube and I listened to your message and, and uh, working with a man on the job. He's always talking about me, about predestination. You're predestined to go to hell and I'm predestined to go to heaven and so on. And he said, I listen to your YouTube and you explain the whole thing to him. So I give it to him. I said, listen to it now. <laughs> but then he called me this morning. He said he had another question and that this morning I answered the thing for him just perfect. But uh, he's all excited about it. And uh, he's a real good Christian boy. Just pray for him if you would. Is any others we need to add to this? God is good. And I mean that sincerely. He watches over and takes care of us. And I appreciate him taking care of my wife and her leg in the situation. Even as we're getting it, I believe God's going to take care of it. So just let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the peace of God. We thank you for your goodness and your grace, how you watch over and keep us. There's just so many, Lord, that is in trouble in this world, and how troubled in families, and, and just every way you look, it seems like somebody is just going against you, dear Lord, and not serving you like they ought to. There, God, I pray for each one on this prayer sheet. Lord, do you know each one of them's body? You know, each one of them, why they've asked us to pray. We don't know everything, Lord, but you do. And by your spoken word or your sweet touch, they can be made whole tonight. And we'd ask you, dear God, that you do so. Now we ask you for a blessing here as we study thy word together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to turn with me first of all to a familiar portion of Scripture. All of you know it in Luke chapter 16, but that's just a jumping off place that I'd like to start there because I want to talk to you about how the Lord gets a lost sinner to come to Him. In Luke chapter 16, and I want to begin to read in verse 19. Luke 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and seeth Abraham afar off, and latheth in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send latheth, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise latheth evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gut fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from hence. Then he said, I pray thee, therefore, Father, that I would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may testify unto them, lest they also should come in this place tormented." torment. Abraham said to him, they have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto him, them from the dead, they would repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded that one rose from the dead. Pray with me, please. Father, now would you bless the reading and studying to, of thy word to each of our hearts tonight. We need thy blessing we ask you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14 says, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. As if 5, verse 14 says hell has enlarged herself and Second Peter 3 verse 9 says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should come that uh, should perish but that all should come to repentance so the problem the, the thing that I want you to see by these verses is that God wants everybody to be saved Now I I believe this. I believe John 3:16. God so loved the world. That's everybody. I don't believe there's a man on the face of everybody, is or that has ever been born that God didn't love, and He loves them. Now He hates their sin, but He loves them. Now going back to Luke 16:19 through 31, there's some tools God uses to get people to the feet of Jesus. And these two help us understand how the Lord works. Number one, the Lord uses the warning of the Word of God. Luke sixteen verse twenty-nine said, They have Moses. You know what that means, or now you have to go back and remember that Moses <coughs> was used to God to pin down the first five books of the Bible. So he's talking about here the Word of God, period. He's just not talking about Moses. He's talking about the Word of God. And what He said, they have the Word of God. Psalms 107 verse 20. He sent His Word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So first of all, God uses the warning of the Word of God. Now, over and over again, if you read the Bible, the Bible warns people to come to the Lord Jesus Christ because once you die in your sins, there's a great gut fixed between you. You're not going to get saved after you die. You have to get saved now. Now, an old preacher once said this, Preach like the house is on fire, hell is in the front yard, and the devil is climbing in the back window. <laughs> I, that, that's pretty good amen now I, I, I read this story and it's a true story now I want you listen to me just a minute there was a, a drunkard named Jerry up in Tennessee who had five children and his wife ran, around, ran away to Mulberry, Florida and he took the children with her Jerry came to Mulberry several times and begged his wife to come home but she wouldn't. She was living with another man. But one day she called Jerry and wanted to come home, but he said, I don't want you. She said, If you don't let me come home, I'm going to kill myself. He said, Then kill yourself. So she took her five kids, sat down in the living room floor, took a gun, put it to her head, and pulled the trigger. A preacher drove uh, Jerry to Mulberry to get his children. And Jerry began to let his children ride that preacher's bus to Sunday school. The children was being taught to memorize the plan of salvation. Romans 3.23, All of sin comes short of glory of God. Romans 5.9, For God loves you. Romans 10.9, Whosoever, Romans 10.13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's God's simple plan of salvation. He began to memorize, these children began to memorize that plan of salvation. And Jerry would help his children to memorize these verses to win a little prize in church. God's Word got hold of Jerry's heart one day. He stopped one of the men in the church and said, You have to tell me what I need to do to have peace with God. And that man took the Word of God and led Jerry to Christ. Now, Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4. Where the Word of the King is, there's power. Amen? Now, God's Word is powerful to save anybody. I really believe that. Uh, I was talking to this lady that wrote the book. She wanted to know what I thought about homosexuals and and lesbians. And I said, well, let me give you a little illustration. I said, we had a woman come in one Sunday, and she said, Pastor, I need to talk to you. God has sent me here to preach your women and teach your women homosexuality. And I said, no, He hasn't and you can get right out that back door right where you come from. I said, now wait a minute, before you leave though, uh, you're welcome here to stay and preaching the Word of God, but you're not going to fellowship with Our Ladies. And I meant it. Now, when you think about that for just a minute, uh, the Word of God is powerful. And I believe this. I don't care if she's a homosexual or somebody or whatever they want to call themselves, God still loves you. And God wants to save you. And the Word of God can change your mind if you let it. The Word of God is powerful. I've seen some of the craziest people, I would call them crazy, uh, to me, that I couldn't even talk to them, it seemed like, about God or church or anything else. And, and by and by, somebody would reach them with the Word of God, and they got go, as should say, by the grace of God. So I know the Word of God is a tool that God uses and it's most powerful to get people saved. God uses the witness of a child of God. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, Jesus talked about in John chapter 1 and, and so on that we are the light of the world. And I also said, you know the only thing that's holding this whole world together right now is Christians. We're the light of the world. Who are people going to look up to to know God if we're not going to do it? We're the children of God. We're the light of the world. We hold the truth. Now, God wants every man to have the light of the glorious gospel of Christ in. And we need to be witness like John the Baptist and take the gospel to every single person. In Second Corinthians 4, verse 3 and 4. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. That's why every child of God, if you claim to be a Christian, you better walk right and talk right and be a Christian because somebody's watching you. You're the light of the world. And God can use you as a tool to get people to Christ. Men are blinded by the devil. People need to hear the message of Christ, and we are to take the light to a lost and dying world. Don't you to listen to this little thing I read? A young preacher went to a mission to preach for the first time with his older brother, who had been preaching for some years. He always wanted to preach on the great shepherd but this night he changed it just a little bit he got to preaching to these fellows in the mission and he said I'm talking about the great shepherd when a shepherd crosses the river he has his sheep with him and the sheep love him he jumps in the water swims across the river some of those sheep jump in with him and he crosses over being a good shepherd He's not, to go, he's not going to give any up. So he has to go back for the other sheep. He said, I started thinking, but if he jumps back in, probably those sheep that love him will jump back in with him and it made, it made sense to him. So he said, I guess those sheep jump back in with him. He then, they go, he gets these and turns around and those sheep jump, uh, just turn around and start back. And there are a few more over there. Before he knew that he had sheep on both sides of the river. He had some floating down the river. He was Some were drowning. He thought, good, good night. What am I talking about? He was more confused than that, than that shepherd was. Finally he said to those fellows, Enough of these stinking sheep. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. He thought to himself, what in the world have I done? The problem was the door was in the back of the auditorium and they couldn't get out. Those men were laughing and one said, hey, we got us one tonight, brother. His brother came up and said, what my brother was trying to tell you is that God loves you. Jesus died for you. And God wants you to go to heaven with Him. God saved my brother and changed his life. If you had known the man that I knew a few years ago, you would rejoice to hear him preaching tonight. If you would like to know the same God who saved my brother and changed his life, come right now, take his hand, let him pray with you. Uh, To to his surprise, two men got up, come forward and trusted Christ as their personal Savior. Now what I'm saying here is, uh, that's a little story, and it was a true story by the way. But uh, uh, what I am trying to say is, uh, we might not talk correctly all the time. We might not say everything just right. But brother, if you're a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, God will use it by the Holy Spirit and turn around to His good. And you can see people saved. the Bible says you are the light of the world. And we're to let our light so shine before men. I, I, I never will forget a man I went to hear preaching. They didn't tell me he was blind. And what did it I wouldn't have made no deal to me, but I didn't know he was blind. And they led him up to the pulpit and that blind man preached that night, and that's one of the greatest blessings I ever had in my life to hear that blind man preach. Now God can use anybody, so we have no excuse. We're just to get the gospel out, let others know what God has done for us. Now Luke chapter 16 says, What can I do to keep my five brothers out of hell? And Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. That's the warning of the word of God. And then they have the witness of a child of God, Moses and the prophets. Another tool God uses is the working of circumstances. Now in Luke 16, These five brothers had a brother that loved and admired uh, who died. Now, that's a difficult circumstance. I remember two little girls rode my bus to church one year, years ago. One of them got sick and ended up in the hospital. The unsaved mother called me to go see them. And under the difficult circumstance, I led that mother and daddy to Christ. And that little girl got on my bus by mistake. I mean, she was just a little dog and I was driving this big old Sunday school down the road in the, to a uh, neighborhood, and she was standing there with a little Bible in her hand, and she had a beautiful little dress on, and I opened the door, she got on, and I went and took her to church, and I come by, and that mother and daddy was standing there by, by the road, <laughs> and they said, where did you go? I said, she went to Sunday school with me, and come the Thursday night, I went back to visit, the home, and I apologized. I said, I thought y'all had her out there for me to pick up, to go to church. And I got to lead that man and that woman to the Lord, that daddy and that mama to the Lord. That ain't the end of that story. About ten years later, we had a a preacher's meeting, and uh, I mean, the auditorium was full of preachers and workers, and uh, they asked to recognize and different people and that daddy stood up that God had called him to preach think about that for just a minute how God uses circumstances that little girl wasn't even supposed to get on my bus yes she was God put her on there amen you think about it many times I remember one time this is sure. I'd knock on the door just asking parents to let children ride my bus and come to Sunday school and this sheriff, and both his wife and him were sheriffs on the Hillbrook County Sheriff's Department. And I picked the, the little boy and little girl up and took them to Sunday school. And coming home from Sunday school, I was just ride on, singing, letting everybody off and everything. And also, I looked down at the end of the street and he said, Mom and Daddy running out the road, just uh, looking down the road to see if I come in my bus. And I said, Oh, my word. I left them in church. <laughs> They're not on this bus. I turned around real quick. I drove all the way back to church and the preacher standing there and hold them. And I got them and took them back and I explained it to them. Now, I ain't the end that story. You remember the lady that got killed several years right out here on a tire blew out the sheriff and killed her? That was her mother. Well, her mother. You know what? She didn't have it. God uses strange things, but He uses tools to get His job done. And I've I've seen people come to the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ by God working in circumstances. 2 Peter 3 verse 9 says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." God, number one, uses the Word of God. God, number two, uses the witness of children of God. And then, Uh, God will use the working of circumstances to get a soul saved. Amen. You know what God's looking for? Just a vessel that wants to serve the Lord. It hasn't got to be anything special except you're a child of God. And God can use you. I tell the story, and it's a true story. When I first got saved at Timberlake's Baptist Church, one of the greatest soul winners I ever met in my life. Was a little autistic boy. Well, he was a bum- I, uh, grown man, really. And he rode a bicycle to church. And he would, he pedal that bicycle just to get enough to keep it falling over. And everybody laughed at him. He, he, he you know, he was autistic and all the kind of things he did. But he would go out, visit, knock on the door, and he'd take the tracks. And he'd take a track and he'd hand it, knock on the door. Come here, my preacher, preach. That's all he could do. Come here, my preacher, preach. And you cannot believe the number of people that came to church because they looked at that boy and said, yeah, I don't, I don't know what they'd say in their mind or what went through their mind, but because of him, they would come to church and hear the preacher, preach, and get saved. And he one of the greatest soul winners. Now you think about what he's got waiting for him in heaven. And God uses that circumstance. So I looked at him and I said, Thank God I'm not in that situation. God's given me a wonderful body. And God, I don't understand why he's like that. But God used that. And I believe this. God can use anything in your life, if you're letting him, to get somebody else to Christ Jesus. Even the hard times that you're going through and the circumstances. When we was in the hospital room the other night, 2 o'clock in the morning, the doctor came in and talked to my wife, took care of her. My wife was talking to her about the Lord. She said, I'm a Christian. Uh, the doctor said, my daddy was a Baptist preacher. And we had the best time right there in the hospital. You never know who you're talking to. And God will use you if you let him. Amen. Stand with me, please. Father. Bless your people tonight. We love you the best we know how. We pray, dear God, you'll teach us to love you more. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight.